Happy Monday, everyone. What's going on? Welcome to the Fiercely Successful Podcast. I'm Paul Artali, podcast host, speaker, author, just a dude in his basement on a Sunday night, spewing whatever's come to his head this past week. And this week, I'm really, really in the football mood, in the motivational football mood. I just watched the Rudy documentary on Amazon Prime, and I really, really loved it. Um, so if you're a fan of the film Rudy, then uh, you, you will like the documentary on Amazon Prime because it, it really is a nice, uh, it, it's really a nice blend of sort of behind the scenes of what really happened in his life compared to the movie, as well as how he got the movie sold and just his life in general. It's called Rudy Rudiger, The Walk-On, and today... We're talking about four different lessons I learned, we can learn from the Rudy story based on the documentary, not just the movie. And because for some reason people have called me the Canadian Rudy, I will uh, comp- I will also compare my story to Rudy's story in this. But before we get into that, thanks for everyone for supporting the podcast every week. Love it. Remember to like, subscribe, download, comment on the video, uh, on, the, on the audio, no video. Uh, so there's no secret society where there's a video version of this. But like, share, comment, do all the things that you normally do. We're found where all podcasts are found. And, of course, for those that listened last week, know that my newest book called Power Step, How to St- How to Start Living Life on Your Terms in Seven Days or Less, is now available, and it is free. What? Yeah, free. All you got to do is go to the link in this podcast description Hit the link, type in your information, and you get the ebook for free. And you also get to sign up for my newsletter and all the other good things that come with that. So, Power Steps How to Start Living Life on Your Terms in Seven Days or Less coming to you. Just click on the link below. But let's get into Rudy, 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 Rudy. Could say that all day, but I won't. Uh, and I'm trying not to give too many spoilers from the documentary. Uh, but I, I do want to talk about, uh, you know, the few different lessons. So let's get right into it, right? Number one that I really got from the Rudy story, the first point is that it's all about finding a different path and a different path is okay. Remember, a lot of times people like to prescribe a path, right? If you don't do this thing, then it won't happen or it doesn't count or it's less than. And in the Rudy story, Rudy has in a completely unconventional path to playing for Notre Dame, more so than what you see in the movie version. Again, I am going off the documentary, the documentary called Rudy Rudiger, The Walk On. And, uh, you know, so let's talk about Rudy Rudiger, Daniel Rudiger. Uh, and and so he, what you don't see in the movie is, you know, he actually, after graduates high school, he goes into the Navy. Right, and then from the navy, he goes works in a, an electrical plant, I believe, and then he goes uh, after the big incident in the electrical plant. Sorry, there's going to be some spoilers here, folks. In the electrical plant, uh, you know, there's a death of a friend, and then he goes off to try and play at Notre Dame. Can't get into Notre Dame, so he he goes to Holy Cross, which is a junior college. That's a kind of 
helped feed Notre Dame at times and was right next to it. And he has this untraditional path to get there, right? From Holy Cross, we all know he eventually goes to Notre Dame. From Notre Dame, he, he basically is a walk-on, right? Plays with the practice squad and then finally gets into the game, achieves his dream of, of playing for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And it's a completely different path. And what I love that he really says in this documentary is that, you know, there is still a way and a different way is, is just fine, right? That you got to find a way to get there. And if your path isn't the way that people think it should be designed, well, let's be honest, the hell with it. Who cares? Do it your way. It is about the non-traditional path is just as good as the traditional path, right? And really these days, what the heck is traditional mean anyway? And ultimately all that matters is that you get there. Let me say that again. All that matters is that you get there, not how you got there, but that you get there. So whether Rudy got there as a recruit from high school or whether he got there through the path that he actually went, it doesn't matter. Eventually, he did achieve his dream of playing for Notre Dame and his path, which was untraditional, was still successful than the path, more successful than the path of some who would have went the traditional route. Right. There were recruits who never got to put on the Irish jersey. Right. Some recruits who dropped out real quick. Rudy outlasted them. And I think about. My journey in college football, right? I'm cut in high school and I kind of go through life five, six years, whatever, go get my undergraduate degree. And it's me, it's going through a professional teacher certification program at the University of Toronto that makes me eligible to walk on and try out for the team. Again, uh, some similarities there, but it was not a traditional path to get recruited. And then once I was done playing football, you, many of you know I coached college football, and that was uh, probably also non traditional because a lot of folks. Um, you know, they, they end up uh, coaching where they play. And I coached a little bit at the University of Toronto, but, you know, I didn't go the traditional grad assistant, uh, Division One grad assistant route, right? As that small, small colleges coaching and working and, and, and sort of just trying to cut the mustard. And so it was a different path. But you know what? Different is okay. And I can speak for myself. I can't speak for Rudy Rudiger. Uh, but I, I can say that it was the different path that has really flavored who I am and gave me some of the richest life lessons that I needed to go forward after football was done. So number one, find a different path, and a different path is okay. Number two, buck the norms. I'm trying to keep this as a uh, somewhat family-friendly show, but buck the norms, okay? So buck that. And uh, let's talk about the Rudy story. Now, we know, it, you know, you see this in the movie and you see this in the documentary, is, is the idea that we're, we're Rudigers. We don't go to college, right? You can have a good life you have a damn fine life as a Rudiger. Nothing wrong with being a Rudiger. But, uh, you know, the idea of going to college, making you something of yourself, even the idea, not just the college football dream, but this idea that, yeah, that this is your lot in life and you should accept it and be happy with it, right? This is the norm is is something that you got to say, just bucket. I mean, you know, the, to break out of that shell, to break out of that world, you really have to put those norms in the paper shredder, you really got to set them on fire, you know, and, and walk away. And I think that's that's what I love about the Rudy stories that he's consistently faced with these situations that are not not norms, right? Like people think that he can't do it. Here's here's a guy that that is not, you know, just not he's not conventional in any way. And every time he wants to do something different, he's got a lot of support, but he's also got a, a force of folks saying that's just not the way it's supposed to be done. That's not the normal way. And he's like, I'm going to do it anyway. Right. And so um, I just really love that idea of bucking the norms because when we, you know, 
I'll give you an example. Well, I'll give you the, my football example, right? I mean, for me, it was the norm. Yeah, the norm for me in a lot of senses that, you know, you've got this disability. You're not supposed to be really playing college sports or, you know, what are you doing this for? Are you doing this for attention? I just really just wanted to play football. Like, it was a dream. I really wanted to do it. But this idea of what I should and shouldn't do, and people are like, oh, you should play this position, not that position. You should do this technique, not that technique, right? Like, this norm that just because I had a disability that I wasn't I wasn't really supposed to be in the arena or even try to be in the arena, especially for me, just like Rudy, I wasn't uh, out of high school. I was like 25, 26 years old when I walked on at University of Toronto. Like the norms, who cares about them? And if I look at my my work-life balance stuff, I mean, pre-COVID, I was the guy saying, listen, you can be just as productive doing things digitally and from home at least two to three days a week. Um, as you can by being in face to face, you know, there are a lot of folks in, in, in business and stuff saying, well, no, that's, that's a nice thought, but that's just not the truth. And we can't trust people. Now COVID has thrust that upon us. And what is happening? Companies are starting to see, holy moly, we can be productive, at least in part when people are home for at least some of those that time. And so post COVID, my fingers, the ones I got can be crossed that companies will be way more flexible about allowing employees to telecommute and to trust them to get the work done and still hold them to the same standards. But again, it's about bucking the norms and saying, listen, I know it's been done this way, but I got another way and screw it. You know, you can't tell me what I'm supposed to be satisfied with. You can't set the ceiling for me. I am going to make my own ceiling. I'm going to make my own house. And sorry, not sorry, that it doesn't conform with what you think the norm is. So buck the norms. Tell the norms to buck off. All right. Number three, the power of encouragement. Love this as I watch this. And Rudy talks about it in, in the documentary a little bit about little pieces of encouragement that uh, that he got along the way. And they could be really small, uh, like, you know, uh, like, you know, getting getting a good grade or, you know, uh, different things. I remember he said one of his I think it was one of his commanding officers in, in the Navy told him telling him that, you know, he had to like shred what we just talked about in the last thing is shredding the norms, but that he was capable. You have the power to do it. You just got to go find a way to go back and, and, and make a better life for yourself. Right. And it was these little bits of encouragement that he he really took to heart and that really kept him going during his entire ordeal of trying to play football at Notre Dame. Right. And I think um, and what I love about this is that it wasn't like awesome like over the top, like everyone got in a circle and clapped for Rudy kind of encouragement. He was like small, like, hey, good job today. You can do it. That Those types of little moments he talks about uh, really gave him the the motivation some days to carry on because there are times that even as much as they, you know, you might think, oh, you know, he overcame these challenges. They were challenges and he had a really tough time and times he thought about folding it in or this, I screwed up my last chance. So these little bits of encouragement I are really vital to keeping you going. And, and I often talk about, you know, uh, celebrating small wins. And for me, it was small wins at practice, right? If I would do something good at, in practice, you know, and the coach would say, hey, that was good. That was a good rep. That was a good job. I, you know, asked me a question. I knew it. Those little bits of pieces to me reaffirmed that I knew like, I belong here. I'm good enough to be here. I can stick around at least another day and keep going. And after a while, sticking around another day just turned into sticking around another you know, another week, another month, and then the season, right? And so, you know, it's those small wins, those little bits of encouragement have a lot of power in propelling us forward in our goals and in our careers. And of course, here's the last point I want to talk about, and it's the the power of persistence. Now, this one kind of goes with the whole theme of Rudy 
right? But I mean, the one thing, again, watch this documentary, you will see how persistent this man was. It was not just about, uh, I need to, another way to, I need to find a different way to play football uh, at Notre Dame. But uh, the amount of times he, he talked to uh, the dean of students, admissions officials, professors, just about anyone who would listen to him or he thinks would listen to him or had the ability to help him and just consistently basically badgered them, right? He built relationships and then sometimes was just, you know, did what he had to do um, is really, it, it's really incredible. And by the way, he, he takes this beyond just his football journey, but he also takes the the persistence into him trying to get the screenplay sold. And, and without going into too many details, right? There are folks that passed on the screenplay and didn't, uh, didn't like, uh, didn't think it would be a good idea. And then of course there were issues with Notre Dame, not wanting to basically be part of the movie, which you can't have the movie without Notre Dame. It's kind of like one of the main sort of themes to Rudy. Um, and so, but he just kept being persistent. He kept working in his networks. He kept having conversations with people. He took some risks and, you know, it ended up working out for him. And it, and it's, uh, it's really cool to see how that comes. So the, the idea is that when you're going after your dream, it's not just about like, I tried and I failed. So you got to keep getting back up. You got to keep fighting over and over and over again. I think what's really key is that just because one person says no once doesn't mean they're going to say no again the second time, right? It's, it's don't take things too personally. A lot of the time you got to just keep building that relationship, keep fighting forward with it. And eventually something great is going to happen. So think about the power of persistence. And, um, you know, in my story, it was really just about, you know, I just kept showing up every day, right? I mean, I, I just, for football, that was it. I mean, my persistence was, I just kept showing up every day. I mean, they, I didn't have to, <laughs> I didn't have uh, as much of the challenge that, uh, that Rudy did in terms of getting into the admissions of the school. But, you know, I just showed up every day, man. Whenever I doubted myself, I just kept coming. When I felt a setback, when I felt something wrong was done to me, I just found ways to dig deep and keep going. I still continue that in my speaking career right now, where speaking is filled with a ton of rejection, right? I mean, for every time you get a gig, there's a lot of rejections that go before that. And I just, uh, you know, you just keep going, man. Like I'll knock and you know what? There's folks that said no to me last year. They're now like, hey, we want to bring you in to speak this year. And can you do virtual? I'm like, oh yes, I can do virtual. But again, it's sometimes, right? No doesn't mean no forever. It just means not right now. And I think that's really important uh, to, to understand. So th those are the five. Here's the fifth sort of piece. And I, I said, I, I know I said I was going to do four, but it's actually five because this one just came into my head as I was talking about the power of persistence. The fifth one is the power of network and allies. All right. The power of network and allies. I mean, Rudy had people help him get through the journey, right? There's D Bob and there's the, in the movie, there's like the, the, the priest character that, that helps him out, the, the caretaker custodian that helps him out. And in, in Rudy's real life, there, there were those people, Debop was real, but there were, you know, other officials and coaches and teammates that helped him. And even, um, even after the movie, I mean, there's just, Rudy would meet people and that's how he got introduced to the, to, you know, through chance meeting of a conversation, he ended up meeting the person that would write the screenplay for his film. And that person would 
end up helping get it made and all these things. So there's a power in building your network. So when you're going forward, I think it's not just the power of the network, but the network attracts like-minded people. It attracts people that believe in your vision, that believe in you. And that's when things really pop and open and and, and just, just it blossom for you. And so thinking about in you being persistent, you hang in there long enough, people will start to see the awesomeness of what you're trying to do and will do something to help you out. And I can say that I've had that in my speaking. I mean, now I'm at a point in my career, people will email me and, and, and tell me that they, you know, want, they've put my name in for something, or right now I'm on a quest to uh, create an e-community for uh, those struggling with work-life balance and to create the the right community. I'm doing interviews with those that are struggling with work-life balance. And I put out the call and it's my friends that are finding me people to interview so that I can then create this curriculum that's based on people's actual needs. And again, there's people just sort of hop on and help you out. And it's just a beautiful thing to happen. So thinking about the power of the network. And when I was going through football, again, I, I talk about it in my keto, right? I mean, there, there are teammates who were there to help me along the way and people that encouraged me. And when, especially when I, when I was done playing into coaching, man, everyone came out of the woodwork to help me coach. Um, I shouldn't say to help me coach, but that, you know, help me be successful in that, whether it was finding me, helping me identify opportunities to coach at when I moved to the United States, it was encouraging me, uh, all those kinds of great things that people really were there to help with the journey. So those are the five, I said four to start, but really five pieces uh, of motivation and and life lessons we can learn from the Rudy saga, both the documentary uh, Rudy Rudiger on on Amazon Prime and, and of course, the movie Rudy. So to recap, though, number one, find a different path and a different path is okay. Heck, I embrace it. It adds flavor. It adds character. Number two, fuck the norms. Who cares whatever they say is the normal way, what you should or shouldn't do? Fuck it all. Do it your way. It's better anyway. Don't let anyone define what you can and can't do. Number three, the power of encouragement. Remember, even small pieces of encouragement can go a long way in bringing about uh, motivation to keep going. Number four, the power of persistence. Just because no is no today doesn't mean it'll be no tomorrow. So keep coming at it. Keep fighting hard. And of course, number five, the bonus one that came out of my mouth was the uh, is just the power of the network and how the network builds for you as you go along in your journey, man. People will come on board and help support you in your mission. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And those are the five pieces you need to learn from Rudy. I will add quickly my quick personal Rudy story. Here's extra bonus content. Um, Probably a week or so before I went out to training camp at the University of Toronto, I was kind of freaking out. I had a lot of anxiety. I I was excited, but I was terrified. Um, you know, my, my arm was banged up and I'm not the fastest athlete in the world. I got lots of strength, but not a lot of speed. I was just nervous, right? This is the college stage. And I remember Googling Rudy and he had a website, right? This is, you guys like early two thousands. Not everyone has a website. Rudy's got a website. He's got an email contact thing. So I emailed them and, and I, I need to find it. It's, it's buried somewhere in my email probably, but it was this big, long, whiny email. Uh, I won't say whiny. It could have been whiny. I don't know. Anyway, this email just saying, Hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm really, you know, I'm kind of nervous, but your story has inspired me to keep going. So thank you for your story. And, you know, I just, you know, I'm kind of scared, but I'm going to do it anyway, because, you know, I've got, I've kept this in mind. And Rudy wrote back like the next day too. And it was basically, if I remember correctly, it was, you can do it. And again, a small piece of encouragement 
from the man Rudy Rudiger, and it was just um, it was great and it was cool and it's really something I should find and and print and put it somewhere because it was really really cool. So that's my Rudy story. That's what we learned from the Rudy saga. Uh, would love to hear what you have to say about it. Please, as always, like, subscribe, download this podcast. Give me some comments wherever you're you're listening to, uh, and I'd like to hear what your Rudy story is. What's your Rudy moment? And of course, remember, if you want a free copy of my book, Power Step, How to Start Living Life on Your Terms in Seven Days or Less, just check out the links in the description and sign up, and you will get that right away. All right, folks, that's what I got this week. Let's go after those goals harder than we did the week before. I'm Paul Artale. Hit hard. Go out and be fiercely successful this week.